Yo, welcome back to the Sesh. We in the building. It's another beautiful day out here in Seattle. It's a Sesh where we record every Sunday so we can give it to you someday. That being said, I ain't going to waste too much time on introductions. The guest that I have here is so special. I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for this brother, I don't know if I would be in the studio right now, grinding as hard as I can to put this shit out and have a good time. You know, it's just tunes, shrooms, and today, my special guest, I got the one, the only, the legendary Luther Lennon. Talk to him. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Derek, man? It's a pleasure to be here, man. My brother from another mother. Uh, it's the it's the sash with Mr. Pierre, man. So we here, man. We having we having some drink, man. We sipping on some some shroom drink, whatever you think. I, oh, golden teachers. There you go, golden bro. Golden teachers. <laughs> yes, yes. We got the uh, we got the chibi tea in the house today. So you know it's funny, right? So we doing tea. The first time I ever did mushroom tea was actually with you when we did uh, Pay the Full. Okay, yes, yes, yes. That yes, was sir. the first time, and we was both like, "Oh, that shit worked." Lake House vibes. Lake House vibes, bro. <laughs> bro, how have you been, bro? You are such a busy person, bro. What is consuming your time these days? Man, uh, what's consuming my time, man? I'm just trying to put it together for the culture, right? And staying in tune, right? And I, 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 while I'm staying in tune, try to stay light. You know, these is it's, I'm trying to live by my philosophies right now and embody them, right? Because, you know, it's one thing having theory, and it's another thing walking it, right? So it's like, you know, we trying to put it together for the culture. And what I mean by that is stamp the map with Seattle, you know what I'm saying? For the hip hop culture, all the pillars of it, right? And community, right? So, you know, just getting in the line on a on the deepest level on some shroom shit for what I'm here for as a human being to do. Getting in alignment with that, you know, as we go through this maze of life and shit, trying to find ourselves. What we good at, what we here for, and, you know, grounding and, and all these things, right, that bring you closer to self. So getting closer to self, getting closer to calling, that's what's been consuming me, man. <laughs> I got a question. You just touched on something I always want to ask about. Yes, sir. When we talk about hip-hop, there's a few hubs that I think of off top. I think about New York, of course. Yes. Think about LA. I think about Atlanta a lot these days too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't often think about Seattle as much. So I feel like most of what I know about the hip hop scene that I've learned has really come from you. What is it about the Seattle hip hop scene that we don't know yet that we need to know? Ah. Uh. Man, it's a lot going on. First, I think uh, part of the... Well, you spoke on the hubs, right? And how Seattle's not one of them. It hasn't been one of them in a while, right? So I think it's a matter of representation, you know? Hip-hop being an art form that, you know, originates from the black man, right? Whether he's from Caribbean or he's from the East Coast of New York, right? So uh, what's our DJ's name out of New York that had the party? And uh, Cool Hark. Cool Hark, yeah. Cool Hark, right? Yeah. So, so, and, and he's influenced by uh, the, the DJ spinners in the Caribbean, right? So it's like, it's a diaspora art, right? So, and when people think about black men, they don't think about Seattle necessarily, right? So it's, it's a lack of representation. So when it does come to representation, people think hip-hop, they think Macklemore, 
or Sir Mix-a-Lot. Those are the two names that have maybe had commercial success, right? But there's a lot of lyricists. There's a ton of there's a ton of great musicians, right? I think I think that might be the separation, right? It was like we actually have musicians that read music, play music, right? And the hip hop artists, we collab and we can go, we can uh, we can rap with them, right? And, and we come together, right? And uh, it's one of your more educated cities, right? So content wise, right? Our hip hop is not creating crash dummies, right? Um, and that's no shade to anywhere else, right? Because there's a market for everything, but I think we're trying to uh, create a a different um, image of what the mainstream cultural image of of hip hop may be perceived by the masses, right? So, I think I think our hip hop is a uh, has the opportunity to make its own sound and not and not be influenced by any other region, really. Right, we're not trying to sound like nobody. We don't want to sound like nobody. We want to create our own unique sound, right? Like you guys, you guys that had your time in the sun, right? So I, I, I truly, <laughs> I truly believe, like, you know, we even know the West Coast to have. And when people think West Coast, they think LA. They do not think of the Northwest. But we are here. We're not playing no games. Yeah. You just let me listen to somebody just a few minutes ago. You said he was 17 years old. He was 17. 17. And I mean, he was really ripping. And I was telling you, I was blown away because it didn't sound good for 17. It just sounded good. He was very smart. I loved his cadence. I loved the, the subject matter. But I almost felt, I almost felt tricked into that subject matter <laughs> you know what i mean because like i'm not expecting that i'm not expecting that level of bravado and intelligence from a 17 year old like super aware of what's going on around right, him right 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 and you're a big part of putting that together what even inspired you to to reach out to a younger generation and put them on game like that and just teach them what's really going out here and also were they receptive to that ah uh, man i mean i see the condition right and me myself i've been in there i've been to prison right and i've been to college right so i can kind of see both sides of the dichotomy of of the game right and it and what it is to try to maneuver the wilderness of north america and find yourself right and and for us right hip-hop is one of those tools right so but like how are we using the tool and what are we building with the tool right so it's like for me the youth is like i really we need to become critical thinkers right it's like we got millions of people that do a crate challenge right but it's like make the dollar circulate challenge are you saying we stop being critical along the way? Ah, uh, I don't know when or where, but it's like, you know, look at the current, the 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 the, the current stage. Your top your top selling songs in hip hop on the iTunes, right? You know, um, if you do what those lyrics say, or if you prescribe to those lyrics, right? Um, you know, you're creating your future, right? And you can do whatever you want because it's a free will situation. But in Seattle, we don't want our kids to kind of go down the route that we've already been, right? As, as a prisoner, right? So nothing's cool about chains on your ankles or wrists and nothing's cool about killing your brother 
right? Nothing's cool about how many drugs you can sell, right? Nothing's cool about none of that shit, right? So what does it look like for 17 or for the youth to really take ownership of their life, right? And not crash out. The system want them to crash out, right? But it's our job as big brothers, big cousins, OGs, whatever, to to kind of be the guardrails. Like when, you know, when you're bowling, right? If you've been in the gutter, you don't want the person behind you to go through the gutter, so you lace them up. Right. <laughs> Do you think that just in general, like we were, you were just talking about like what's even trending right now, what's at the top. You also mentioned last year, the number one song in hip hop was a song by Sexy Red. You walked through an exercise with a group of kids and asked them just in general, like, what would it look like for you to walk through this? Like, to actually do what these lyrics said. What kind of response did you get from that? <laughs> it was it was like ahas, right? It was ahas and like light lights flashing, right? Not not a light bulb going off, right? Because it's like yeah, right? Like music programs. Right, and this is no shade or no nobody making music because you got to get it how you live. I'm not mad at you, right? Seattle's not mad at you. We just want to create an alternative, right? And have our children think and have our kids. I don't even want to call them kids. They're young men now, right? They're wilding, right? And they gonna do what they do. But like, if we can give them an alternative to kind of uh, move in degrees or. Or sm small increments, right? Just move the needle. We want to move the needle, right? Slowly away from that. So, you know, sometimes the reception be like, oh, you might not know what you're talking about. But, like, the rebuttal is that is I, I've lived experience, right? And ultimately, I've been to where you'll go if you practice these lyrics, right? So it's like you don't want to be there, I promise you. And the people there is going to tell you that. And I don't. we don't want to have to see you did there to go to visitation and be like, damn, I told you so. So like there's a level of, you know, they gotta they gotta know that you care to know how much you know, you know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just what it is. What well, you're helping sir. provide for the youth right now. Did you have that coming up in hip hop? Man, maybe from a distance. Mm. Maybe from a distance, right? With KRS one. Right, your poor righteous teachers, right? Um <clears throat> Just the origins of hip-hop, right? Broken glass everywhere, right? The message, right? So it's like, yeah, if, if I'm a hip-hop enthusiast, right? Yeah, I can go back and and find... Um, the what, what, what is the record? Uh, the Fear of the Black Man? The B Fear of a Black Planet. Oh, right? Public Enemy. Public yeah. Enemy, yeah. right? Right, yeah. right, right. So it's like, what does that look like in 2024 with a new twist, right? And the tours that we have... Uh, at our disposal, right? And uh, it engages the youth, right? A lot of the stuff that goes on in their communities is policy, mm. right? Like, like the, the 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 funding of the schools is policy, right? How much money they get is policy, right? The laws that 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 stop and frisk or or. Uh, or whatever, right? These 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 policies shape communities that they live in, right? So we need to be thinking critically about what's going on in our communities and how they can reshape them using hip hop. Because ultimately, it started as a community tool, right? 
Now it's corporate owned vehicle uh, that we don't control or own, right? We just get pimped, essentially, right, for the culture. That is what it looks like. <laughs> it definitely looks like pimping, like to, to say the least. Well, when we talk about like investing into the youth, what kind of expectation are we even setting for them? Like, what do like what do we project hip hop could look like in another fifty years? Because I can't imagine we thought it would look like what it looks like right now, fifty years ago. Ah, uh, man, that's gonna we're gonna have to work together on that, right? It's gonna take the energy of the youth, right, with the the kind of the guidance and the wisdom of the elders, right. And me being 33 years old, right, I'm like somewhere in between, right? So it's like all the people that was born in the 80s and the 90s, right, we're kind of like grownups now, right? And we have, and are having children and are starting families, right? But we remember a time in hip hop where um, it was influential, right? And I, we couldn't imagine not having that, right? So it's like, right. what does that look like to shape for our children? You know what I'm saying? And who our children, there's 22 years in a generation, right? So our children's hip-hop will be these youngsters right now. And right now, the youngsters is smoking Zaza with ski masks. Not all of them, right? But what's pushed commercially via hip-hop, right? By your major media outlets does make crash dummies out of our youth. Eight out of ten times. So... It's funny we having this conversation because I remember how many times like at the table we've talked about this exact thing, the influence of hip hop, how powerful it is. It hit me particularly hard just last week. My son just turned three months, three days ago. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. Thank you. It's It's been a whirlwind. He's... Holding his head up Spitting up Shitting on an hour He's doing what babies do mm-hmm. What I never Thought They started doing this young Is really paying attention mm-hmm. And like when I tell you He's paying attention I mean like Yesterday I'm feeding him the bottle And like while I'm feeding him the bottle He was getting frustrated And I'm like What are you doing? What are you looking for? He was looking for the TV and I'm like, I didn't even realize he could see that far just yet. But it made me, it made me stop for two seconds and it made me think to myself like, this kid is going to be doing nothing but absorbing for the next few years. And it immediately made me think about every single thing I do around him. It made me think about everything I play around him. It made me think about the energy I'm bringing home, like every single aspect of that. So when we talk about like the influence and and how it hits, I've always kind of had this this idea of what that looked like, but to see it in real time, to see him like drinking the milk and be like, yo, turn my head, like I'm watching this, <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Luckily, I had a documentary on, but like it could have been anything, right? And I yeah. wouldn't have known. Right. My question to you is, when you know that it's that influential mm-hmm. and that it's starting off that young, 
at what age are we even able to start really communicating to kids and saying like, hey, look, like it's not really like this or is it too late? Is it already too late by the time they've heard it to tell them this isn't real? Like, do they already believe it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's a dichotomy because, right, powerful media conglomerates, right, it's Hollywood. It's a little bit of Hollywood, so it does seem real. It is perceived to be real, right? So it's like, I don't want to get too deep with the shrooms, but, like, there's a level of discernment, right, that has to be had by a parent, right? And if you just said that kids kids uh, watch or see everything, right, and... I don't think discernment is a tangible thing, but like discernment is a thing that is a gift to be given, right? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think we just influence the people around us, right? Is the best is the best we can do, right? And give the the most honest communication we can give, right? And ultimately, when they're ready to receive, they'll just receive, right? But mm-hmm. we can't we can't force. It's, yo, it's tough because, you know, my mom listened to, she listened to hip-hop with me when I was young. My dad listened to hip-hop with me when I was young. But I distinctly remember my mom, like, turning the music down all the way for a second. Because she, she saw me taking it in. We had to be listening to UGK. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We had to be like 36 ounces make them bounce in the street. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get that money. You know what I'm saying? And like, she turned the music all the way down. Okay. And she looked at me and she said, You know this isn't real, right? Okay. And I was like, Yeah, of course. Mind you, I thought it was real. <laughs> I just wanted to be cool. Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? But why is it that when it comes to the music, we take that way more literally than we do like when we see a movie like why is it that when we see robert de niro shoot somebody you know we think like oh it's so thug it's gangster but like nobody approaches him like that in real life but when it comes to like hip-hop whether somebody's being real or not we just automatically assume like that that is the case Ooh, I that, got time. That's a deep one. <laughs> right? Positive identity formation. The opposite of that is Willie Horton. Break that down. Right? Willie Horton is a super predator. Right? During the, we talked about policies coming down to communities. Right? Your 1990s crime bill. Right? With that comes propaganda. And with that comes a super, super predator. Right, i.e. the young black male Right And this is rammed into America's head So now we believe it Right We believe it when he got them 36 ounces Yeah Because the government was in on dropping that dope into the community And they probably really was Right So positive identity formation The opposite of that is, 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 is Self-destruction So believe in those stories Right And some of them may be true Right uh, a lot of the, I want to call it private equity, right? To start these, 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 these record labels in the '90s was hustlers, right? Right. So there's an element of hustle that is respected within the hip hop community, right? And, and I can, I can, uh, I can respect that, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, this is a uh, American culture, and you got to get your, 
got to get your money, right? So it's like, it's believable because that was a propaganda produced, right? And from that, right, there's, 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 there's tales, right, of Hollywood stories, i.e., this is no shade, but this is what really happened, Rick Ross. Right. Rick Ross is a character. The real free Ray Rick Ross really sold that much dope and really went to prison for like 20 years. Right. Rick Ross did not live that. Right? So, and that's no shade on him, right? You, 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 you turn the character into millions of dollars. Hats off to you. But that ain't real. But it's perceived to be real. <laughs> you know, so now this is funny. Jamar and I talked about this last week and he kind of broke down that really the last black people that we had in America, traditionally speaking, kind of died off between the 60s and the 70s in the sense that since then the culture had been commodified and, and washed over so many different times, right? That like even our idea of blackness and that culture like it's just you know what i mean like it's just it's been tainted in such a way it was potent when he said it and i felt where he was coming from but i i took that home and i thought about it and i realized that hip-hop in the truest sense at least like the hip-hop that i remember even though the hip-hop i think of came after that time it still felt like us it felt like our language you know like it felt like it felt like our yeah, code right yeah, yeah yeah i'm at this weird place where there's so much hip-hop i really don't want to share with my son in the sense that i know all this can't be healthy for you but on the flip mm-hmm. side of that i'm so excited to give him any part of our culture that I would feel crazy not giving him that, you know? Do you think that what you're bringing forth with your message, what you're doing with the kids in the community, is that gonna be an environment my son can feel that in? Yes, I wanna, I kinda wanna touch on a few things you said in that, Um, right? Childhood is nostalgic. Of course, of course. I know you're an album collector, right? I've seen the albums, right? So it's like, I get the nostalgia and the excitement, right? And I know you're into like Spider-Man and Marvel, right? And all those things, right? And and all these things you want to share with your son. You know I'm over the moon (laughs) excited for this. Right, but through the lens of critical thinking, right, there's an apprehension, right, to... Two, let him hear the UGK 36 bounce, ounces bounce. Daddy, what does that mean? <laughs> it sound different to me now. Like when it he, different. When he in the back in that car seat, it's like, <laughs> man, I had TK playing. And it's like, you know, I love my chopper. And I'm like, I know he in the car with me. I turned it down because I was like... Well, shit, man. Like, I don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't really love my chopper, but... (laughs) Right? But there's... But there's... There's... I think... I think the culture... And another thing you said is, like... It's our culture, right? Like, hip-hop speaks to us, right? Really, like, the chopper means protection. Right. 
Right. Right. Like so, a little bit of what we do in some of this youth facilitation is right. We we try to focus on the positives. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like okay, if you got in trouble for uh, an act of violence or 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 a crime like that, it's like, do you want to consider boxing? Right. It's mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. If if you were if you got for intent to if you got in trouble for intent to possess, like, do you want to get into sales? Like, what are you trying to sell? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do we, how do we use what they're already doing, right? As opposed to focusing on the, their negative attributes, mm. right? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a bleep. I played uh, college athletics too, right? I used to play football at the University of Washington, and, and part of coaching is like, we got a few years to get good, right? So we need you to focus on what you're good at. Right, and we're gonna put you in position at what you're good at, right? Don't worry about what you're not, so much to say, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like positive attribute focused. Right in I'm sorry, I forgot the question. It was the question again where we we're going. No, just Oh the culture. The yeah. culture. The culture being being part of that. So it's like that's that's the attachment, right? And I get one in the share, right? So it's like those attributes there's ways that we can still share those attributes and sure right because life gets real right life gets grimy sometimes it's like the private school kids need to go hang out with their kids that live in the uh that go to the public school right we don't we don't want to pay too many lines right but it's like our culture is is big is dynamic right and a lot of it a lot of those stories from 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 a lot of those early rap groups are lived experiences right so it's like and a lot of our culture is oral too as well so that's kind of that kind of that kind of puts it uh gives it to some attachment or more meeting or added value to us too so it's like these are orators right these MCs these guys are orators telling our stories right so you want your children your child to be aware just like how the uh, 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 the parents that grew up in the 60s and 70s might have listened to Etta James right artists that were popular in the 40s right you know what i'm saying and now the kids that were born in the uh, uh 80s and 90s we got our artists tupac wu-tang right public enemy right all these guys right and now it's like what is the next generation who are there who are their rappers right so it's like it's, it's just different iterations of hip-hop right that that can be given but it is good to have like a, a collectiveness so we can see the evolution right so we can see our growth right as black men I think it's when you say when you say it like that, and I think about it from like a generational standpoint. There's a part of me that says, if Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole are still at the top, yeah, like yeah. if they're still the ones who represent that, right? Then this past generation really wasn't that bad. If, okay, you know, if I can say that, if they're the ones that are still kind of on the forefront, yeah. that are consistent, that are that are really getting the the screen time that they deserve, quite Kendrick frankly. Kendrick and Cole and, and Jake, yeah, I can agree. I can get down with that. You see what I'm saying? So I wonder, I wonder what that next generation would look like, who their top three would be. Because mm. I wouldn't necessarily say that any of those three are like far behind like anybody that I grew up listening to as far as like artistically mm-hmm. what they innovated in the game mm-hmm. you know I like some of those artists better than I like others but mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. somebody told me like one of those three is their goat that's fair yeah that is for any one of those three can be a goat that's fair 
So do you think to some extent that hip hop will kind of like self-regulate in that way? Like, do you think this next generation we could still expect a three that looks even similar to that? Man, <laughs> I don't know because who is Kendrick and J Cole influenced by? Uh, <laughs> okay, so I mean, you got the, you got the, you got the pack, you got the whole, you, you know got what the I'm knives, yeah. Who I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, there's so much hip hop right now, right? It's like I can't listen to everybody, right? It's, I don't know. Maybe Seattle can produce one. I don't know, but it's like these guys were influenced by people too, right? So it's like I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like you're saying, Pac, Hove. Right, Kendrick. I know for sure Kendrick influenced by Pac. I know for sure J Cole influenced by Hove. Right, I don't know Drake's influence. Right, but Drake. You know what, bro? Drake is actually that's a really funny one for me because when I started listening to Drake early on, mm-hmm. I actually really fucked with him on comeback season because he was fucking with people I listened to. So okay. he was fucking with like. Slum Village He was fucking with Lil Brother Like you know He had production by Knife Wonder Shit like that Where I was like Wow Like We got like A big name rapper That's about to come in That's like Actually promoting The kind of shit I want to hear You know Um, That changed You know That (laughs) that definitely changed (laughs) Yeah 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 But the way he came into it It was like I, I tell you what Of those three I gotta give credit Where credit is due I think Drake's influence seemed to be more eclectic. It didn't seem like it was quite as traditional or one note. Mm. Which, as I'm saying it, it kind of it paints Drake in a different light for me because mm-hmm. you saw the recent argument with most Def saying Drake is pop. Woo, yeah, I heard that. I seen that. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it, but okay. at the same time, it's like He did he didn't start pop though. It was it, he no. didn't have the elevator vibe. No. Okay. No, no. And, and it's like I, I wonder if like it sounds more pop just cause a few things happen at the same time. One, hip hop was already becoming more pop. But then it just really became pop, which is just popular, right? Yes. It's just popular. I think I think I think corporate entities got their grip on hip hop and took and took uh took some of the power out of it, right? And made it watered it down, right? Watered it down and it wasn't Yeah, they watered it in my in my opinion it got watered down a little bit so it can be more palatable to the masses. Right. Palatable to the masses, right? And you know, and Drake is, you know, he's more palatable to the masses, right? So it, it it more leans towards popular culture music than hip hop. Hip hip hop I feel like it has like a a particular grit to it, right? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's that's like forged. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I know I know you exactly know what, what you mean. Saying? I know exactly what it's you like, mean. It doesn't come from Light, this is no shade, man, but it just don't come from light-skinned guys with painted nails. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know, all right, so, like, it's funny because, like, when I think of, like, when somebody's like, yo, what is hip-hop? I think of, like, I think of beats like this. Right. I think of, like, I think of, like, Wu-Tang's first album. I think of mm-hmm. End of the 36, where... It's not even just that specific album, classic album, like 
come on now but we all know this but that sound that like kind of almost unfinished like it's no polish it's mm-hmm. just it's got this griminess to it you mm-hmm. know it's like so you know what it remind me of like old hip-hop I don't want to say old, but just hip-hop in general. Like, when I think of hip-hop, it reminds me of hustle and flow. Do you know that moment mm-hmm. where they're like, yo, we just got to put some shit together. We got to put it out by any means necessary. They start mm-hmm. putting egg cartons up and shit. Mm-hmm. To me, like, that... That's that grit. That's that's hip-hop. Yeah. That's that... Resourcefulness. Yeah. Something out of nothing. You remember, like, the days... in the park. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, we just gotta do it. Like, you... It's like, to me, like, the difference between hip-hop and the shit that I hear, like, that comes out nowadays, or a lot of it, it's like the difference between somebody working out on the football field and somebody with, like... An LA fitness gym membership <laughs> You know what I'm saying Well it's like you, you out there on the field Like you know You out there picking shit up And pushing it You know what I'm saying It's just you in, in the earth Right Right, <laughs> like, right, right Like right. I just gotta figure this shit out right. But by the time you get to LA fitness It's like You know everybody won't be cute Everybody taking pictures Everybody got their headphones on. <laughs> they came shit. to the They came to the gym with makeup on You know what I'm saying It's like It's just like hip uh, Something about hip hop Is like kind of turn into that for me where I feel like you know some something about that like I just don't find as attractive I was telling Jamar like I just remember a time with hip hop where it felt like it felt way more like all of it was underground mm, and, and I'm gonna go somewhere with you I'm gonna go somewhere with that the uniqueness of underground artists right in the in the, the oneness of them right and the cookie cutter that LA Fitness is right all the artists are the same all the people it's a it's an energy it's a vibe it's a pretty much it's 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 a um I think with the popularness you 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 lose and when you try to appeal to the masses right you lose the identity of the art Mm. you know what I'm saying yeah (laughs) I feel that no I feel that you really do you know so it's like there's a compromise Yeah There's a hella LA fitnesses All around the nation But how many of those guys Really understand the grit Of the game You know what I'm saying So it's like How many of those guys Like that's not where Your UFC fighters Are gonna go train No Hell you know no, 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 no Your no. athletes are not gonna train there Right So it's like I think when I think of hip hop I think about those authentic acts That you're talking about Right So it's like they're not the $400 million Sony lifetime deal artists anymore, man. You, we, these guys are, if it's still hip-hop, it, it's, it's got a little element to grit to it, right? So I think that's why I kind of we maybe see Drake in that light. I think it's it's crazy because when I think of, like, Drake's mentor, when I think of Wayne. Okay. This is funny, but, like, I remember just being in New Orleans. I remember... Wayne used to not be able to curse in his music. Really? I wasn't aware of that. Yo, so I'm just this was just like some shit I remember like growing up. So like cash money, like cash money was life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. straight up. So it's like Marlins. Come on now. 
It was like, you know, you definitely had No Limit. Like, No Limit was life too. But, like, by the time I'm really in elementary, by the time I'm grabbing my first CDs and mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm. like, the first CD I bought with my own money was BG All On You Volume 2. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I remember a time where Wayne was so young, he wasn't allowed to curse, like, mm-hmm. on his music, right? Mm-hmm. So, by the time The Block Is Hot came out, he dropped the album where like the only song he was cursing on was Fuck the World. And I'm pretty sure he had to get permission for his mom from that, right? <laughs> but I remember because Wayne like wasn't cursing, it was like an album that I saw like other kids could listen to. So like that was the first time I like remember sharing hip hop music with a white kid like who also had the same CD in his CD player. And we were both tripping like, yo, this shit is crazy. Crazy. So it's like that ability to bridge without necessarily being so mainstream, it was always there. Like, all you had to do is be interested. It's not like other cultures weren't already in hip hop, but at the point that we made it more market share than just actual <laughs> art, right? It, it took something away about that. And I think when I hear most dub say, like, you know, Drake is pop. I do think of Drake as pop in that way. Like, I thought of that before he said that. In the sense that the kind of shit that I feel like I hear, like, when I'm listening to Drake, it's so non-offensive. Like, it just fits in so many different places and so many different levels. I don't feel like I've heard from actual Drake (laughs) in a long time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I never thought about that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, it's so... It's so PC. It's PC. And you, you know, you can vibe to it. Like you said, it's it's you know it's comfortable, it's elevated music, it's no shade, right? But you know, it is what it is. Um uh is, it, it was that your hip hop? Like did you grow up with the kind of hip hop that like everybody just got along with? Nah, 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 nah. That wasn't that wasn't the guys that I was influenced by. I mean, and then a lot of it too is like there wasn't so much social media, so I don't think Fair. the artists cared as much about likes and what people think. Fair. Right? In podcasts, they just put out. It really wasn't no likes. Right? It wasn't no <laughs> likes, man. So artists, so 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 major major companies tracking likes and pages and putting out content that's for the masses is like making an artist do this tap dance and this whole thing is like. Who are they? By the time you do all that, you lose who the artist might lose himself, right? Trying to appease corporate ideas and agendas. You have a style that I feel is very unapologetic. Right. And I dig that shit. Who did influence you? Like at what point did you say, this is me, this is my style? <laughs> And that, that, that's how it's going to be. Ah, uh, man. Uh, I would say it, it's different artists, right? In this, in this understanding the times, I want to say Hove was a big influence of the way, right? His hustle and how he put Rockefeller and him and Dane put that whole thing together, right? And put artists on, right? In the the corporate formation that they did, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I respected that like a I respected that a whole bunch, right? To we used to be on the corner now we in the corner office right <laughs> you gotta love that yeah, you gotta love that you gotta love that but like when i go back and i study right like the the pioneers of hip-hop right and the original intent of hip-hop 
it was their their message, right? And it was unapologetic, right? Like it was for them by them, right? Like so to harken back on the on the on the on the original pioneers of hip hop, right? I'm not gonna sit here and say I know all their songs, but I know the impact and the intent that they had when they created hip hop, right? So, and part of that was giving platform to black men to tell his speak his truth, mm. right? Fair, yeah. But, but whose truth and what identity? Right. Right. If hip hop got hijacked, right? In the early '90s, some people say, right? There's stories, you know. Uh, 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 they they bought hip hop to to create music to turn us into crash dummies, right? So it's like whose identity, right? And, and 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 who are you, right? As an artist, right? So being authentic to truth, right? And understanding the implications, really, of of the effect and impact of hip hop on our culture, right. right? As black people, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like you're saying, it's powerful, it's influential. So as I curated my sound or developed myself, right? It had to lend the truth, right? It had to lend to the original intent of hip hop, right? It had to lend to hustle, right? It had to lend to understanding corporate America, right? Because ultimately they use us to sell things, right? So what does that look like for us to come into ownership, right? Mm. True ownership, right? Like, you know, we all know Prince, Prince and Michael Jackson struggle with ownership, right? Of their content. Right, we know that bad deals are really a thing, right? Like, so why would I, as an artist, move forward anybody else's agenda anymore, any longer, for any period of time, right? When our culture is in the state that it's in. Well, so I feel like what you're talking about, like right there, like as far as like even just like the bad deals and stuff. I've met enough artists and I've heard enough music to know that not everybody is as invested in reaching back as the next person. I mean that like in a true in the truest sense where it's like, you know, we talk about hip hop and music and everything else. You're also really invested in your community. So, like, do you ever think about how that ultimately impacts the kind of shit that you even open your mouth to say when you come to the mic versus somebody else who's really just looking out for themselves trying to get further ahead in their career what's a rapper what's the mc break it down for me mm. so rapper i think i think the rapper has corporate interests right what saying what does sprite want me to do you know what i'm saying what does sony need me to do so i can get this bag because i ain't never had no bag so, you know, I want to get out of my condition. So, what you need me to rap about, Massa? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> What's an MC? Master of Ceremony. Master of Ceremony. He sets the tone. He sets the vibe, right? Not just for his audience, but for his village, right? For his community. Was it as a father, right? I'm not a father, but you're a father, right? But I, I, I have... I do have like a big uncle role, OG role, right? So I understand what it is to be a man first and foremost. Before you become a rapper, anything, you need to be a man, right? And a man would never lead the people behind him to slaughter, I promise you. Mm. A what, real man? At what point were you able to <laughs> distinguish that? Like, how did you know 
Yo, I'm gonna be a MC. I'm not worried about being a rapper. Right when when I guess it it, it it part of my forging was right. Like I said, I graduated from college with a communications degree, but I also went to prison. Right, so I understand. Right, and I critically think about right the energy that I'm putting out. Right, so as an artist, I cannot rap about what everybody else is rapping about. I just can't. Right, so being a master of ceremony to me, it was like I can stand behind that. Right, I got for me as an artist, I have to be able to stand behind what I'm rapping about. Right, not just about the bag, but like on the deepest level. Right, like before my God. Right, like I got to be able to stand with what I put out to the world as a creative before God. Right, so on its deepest level, right. You know what I'm saying? We all got finite time here. We might have 80. We might have 100. We might have 50. We might have 60 years. Right? So it's like, what for me, what do I want to leave behind? I want to leave behind core values and principles over over dope beats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so it's like, I'm doing it for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? And I know like, Going back to the corporate shit, starting a business, you're not gonna make no money in the first year. So it wasn't about it trying to be popping and make hella money hella fast. Right. It's about developing myself as a man, right? And creating content, right, that I can stand behind as a man. Right. And I think some of the problem is like 21, 20 year old, 22 year old, 20, 19 year old, right? Don't know who they are in the wilderness in the wilderness of America if they didn't have a father. And we know the family statistics Right I would say About half or more Don't have fathers So the stuff coming out Of your mouth If you've never seen A masculine figure Is like You'll say anything For some money Right You'll say anything For some money Or less Attention Attention Woo You say anything For some tension Right And you got With that attention You're gonna get the money Like for me As an MC This is no shade but I gotta say it I would not put on a diaper And perform in front of nobody Like Andre 3000 A diaper <laughs> The baby <laughs> It's no shade But as an artist That's not I, I can't do that Right I, I just And I get it People do different things And that's no shade Just for me That's not part of my brand Or product Right It's like So I'm very conscientious Of what I do Right And what I produce As as an artist Well so Alright now question Cause People would argue That Andre 3000 I didn't say Andre I, I said a, a diaper I never seen Andre 3000 With a diaper on. I promise you I could pull up a picture Of Andre 3000 With a, a diaper In a diaper? 100% Damn okay Like with the critical acclaim <laughs> Like just in general So like I'm Like what do you think He was trying to say Like when he was Throwing on the diaper I don't know. And I'm be honest with you. I didn't know he did that. I wasn't aware. I know. I know. He doesn't. He's not just a seem To me, in my mind, Andre's not an artist that needs gimmicks. Right. Like, he's phenomenal. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know what the message was. I would have to ask him. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like some, you know, different artists might need different. You know, they might need a dance or they might need. I don't know. Right. But it's like, I'm not. It's the, about the authenticness of hip hop and the original intent of hip hop, which made me be an MC, right? It's just, 
I'm not into the into the gimmicks of the game. Do you think that somebody could have something that makes them stand out that maybe comes off as a gimmick, but is just truly authentic to who they are? Potentially, but let's see how long it lasts. Fair. Because <laughs> the, the first people I think about when I think about, like, gimmicks, honestly, it's probably like ODB. Okay. Oh, Dirty Bastard. Okay. But you kind of just solved that for me when you said, how long does that last? And I'm like, <laughs> until he died. He was that same fucking guy until he died. Okay. So I feel like I'm with you as far as the gimmicks go. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would much rather hear from the real you because I want to learn from the real right, you. Right, 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 right. But I think that's like with time, like you kind of get to appreciate and see like, Who's able to hold some of that stuff up mm-hmm. the longest? Like, who really needs it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite artists out right now? Like, who do you look forward to hearing from? Man, I'm going to be honest. A lot of these local guys around here, man, I, I don't really got my ear on the national level anymore. Um the kid I shared with you earlier, I'm really excited to work with him. Prince. Yeah. His name is Prince. Word. Right, 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 right. So I'm super excited to work with him. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I wanna... And this might sound cliche, but I buy a ticket. If if Kendrick and Cole came, did a tour together, I buy a ticket. Yeah. I buy a ticket, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't even be spending money on tickets, but I want to see what they came up with together. Um... Who else? Let me think. I'm trying to think here. I, I feel like you in the sense that 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 question like 10, maybe even 15 years ago now used to be a lot easier to answer. Uh-huh. I feel like there's so much music that we have access to now where it's like... Even people that I do like, they put out so much music, like, I can't keep up. Like, no offense to anybody in Griselda, because I love everything that they do. But at the point that I'm trying to keep up with every single thing Westside put out, uh-huh. I'd be like, yo. Like, yeah. I just, I don't even consume information that way. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Right. How do you think the way we consume these things has really impacted what we even hear. Mm. I think it's like cooking. I think there's a level with this social media stuff of instant gratification and put out content, put out content, put out content, put out content. That's like, but like some of the dopest albums come from experience that have to be lived, right? Mm. And that takes time. Right. Right? You know what I'm saying? To reflect on those thoughts, right? And then put it in a format where I can give it to the audience. Right, and telling my truths and my stories and my development as a human being on its deepest level, right? When you're making a song every day, it's like, it's like, it's like, to me, it's like eating McDonald's every day. It's fast. It's boom, 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 boom. There's no reflection. There's no thought. The beat is dope. Drop the bars. Let's go. Right? Like, I think, I was talking my, about this to my girl the other day. I think, like, Confessions album. 
Right, like without Usher living that whole thing, I don't know how long that took for it. Maybe three months, that whole process. Right, right? you know what I'm saying? Right. Six months, you're like, okay, damn, I'm cheating on my girl. I'm keeping up a whole relationship. She's pregnant, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a whole chapter of life, right? That you, he had to experience in order to produce the album, right? When you want to give you quality content. Right When you want con- cause Because you got Expectations from the label Or Certain quotas That you gotta hit Right You might not get to Maybe process your Emotions And really That's really what is, is coming about that. You, Turning those emotions Right Into art mm. Right Like So it's like If that And then it's like On a deeper level Octave change <laughs> <laughs> On his deepest level Right If as black men We are just now Considering therapy And mental health It's like mm. How Can I process emotions And deliver and give to you guys if, if I'm in a pressure cooker Right Which is Instagram society likes Right now Instant gratification Right Like so I don't even know how to really regulate my emotions as a 33-year-old. I do now, right? Because it's a lot of self-work. Right. Right. Like, so Shit ain't fun. It's not fun, right? <laughs> so to ask artists, right, from the inner city, did you give them trauma? As a major label, did you invest in their mental health, right, and have them talk to therapists, right? Or are you just forcing a quota on them? You know what I'm saying? So there's different ways to go about this business right so it's like <clears throat> that process i think that impacts the 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 content that we get right because it's like you want soul food or do you want some mcdonald's shit but that soul food take a little bit longer to cook but it's, it's fire though do you think that record labels themselves would benefit from investing into their artists on that level like saying like hey look we we really think you should go to therapy. Like, this would help you develop as an artist to be able to process some of this shit. I think so. I think, wouldn't any company uh, have great retention if they invested in their employees? It's fair. Why don't we do that in the music industry? Because it's, it's not ran by us. They don't give a fuck. It's the... It's the it's the PC versus P balance, right? So now we're gonna go into how to win Flint, how to win. It's either how to win friends and influence people or seven highly habits. I can't remember, but it's like the golden goose, the golden goose theory, right? So the farmer he has a goose. One day he sees the goose. The goose lays a golden egg. He's like, holy shit, I got a golden egg, bro. So he goes and hides the golden egg, right? So now. <clears throat> He wants more golden eggs. So the next day, he wants the goose to make two golden eggs. Right? So, you know what I'm saying? He's like yelling at the goose. He started yelling at the goose. Harry, make some more eggs. You know, I need some more gold. Make some eggs. Right? So now the goose, okay, he's still only making one egg. So now the goose is getting stressed out about this golden egg. Right? So now he's still, he's not getting the amount of golden eggs he wants. So now he's like starting to hit the goose. He's getting, he's getting violent with the goose. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because the the goose is not producing 
to the volume that he wants the goose to produce. So he beats the goose. He beats the goose, man. He gets he. God it, damn. First, it starts with the verbal, right? Goose, you, you know what I'm saying? He's talking shit to the goose because the goose ain't producing. So, long story short, he ends up killing the goose. God damn. No now, more eggs. No more eggs. No more eggs. Right? Because he treated the goose like shit. As opposed to investing in the goose. Mm. Right? To make sure the goose's comfortability was good, right? The goose could produce more, right? The more, the better shape we're in, the more we can produce. Right? So, invest in the goose, not the golden eggs. Mm. How long did it take for you to come to a point to say, I'm going to invest in myself? Let me let me just say this too. Let me just say this too. The amount of time and effort I've seen you put into waking up, mm-hmm. eating a good breakfast, mm-hmm. sitting down and committing yourself to working on your craft. Mm-hmm. And that says that has nothing to do with what you do behind the scenes. It has nothing to do with what you're doing as far as going out, working with people in the city, getting grants, setting up shows, uh, getting a band together, working with different artists. Mm-hmm. It's just to see that process of you waking up and saying, yeah, I'm going to work on this every day. I know that shit didn't come overnight. <laughs> so when I talk about you say I'm going to invest in myself, at what point did you say I'm going to do that I'm going to sit here And put this shit together Man it was uh, Again I come from the school of hip hop Right so I understand Something from nothing right I understand speakers in the park Right but I'm also An athlete who understands discipline mm-hmm. Right and work ethic Right and And, and, and and we don't chase dreams, we hunt goals. Mm. <laughs> we don't chase dreams, we hunt goals. I like that. <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes dreams get caught up in the air and in space, but it's like when you gotta make the play on the field, it's like you gotta make the play. Right? You know what right. I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's no it's no it's no nobody's coming. You gotta come. Right? You gotta be that guy. Right It's like You gotta put in the work Right As an athlete It's like I can't wanna Be the dopest on the team And I didn't put in no work It It's It it, it just It don't work like that You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. That's not the equation of life Right So it's like The the combination of that um, And understanding that Like Our culture for me I think Just our culture needed it Right, Seattle, you know what I'm saying? I felt like there was a void, right, for hip hop entrepreneurship, right? And ultimately, I'm a big thinker, I'm a big dreamer, you know what I'm saying? What does it look like to break down those steps, though, right? Every every mountain climbed starts with a step, it's all respect. Break your neck and take a breath, get checked, yeah. Show goals of your visions, yeah. I made it split decisions, here we come, there I go. Gotta go, vomit nose, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> the beat is hard, B. The beat is hard, right? But even even to be able to, it's practice. What you practice is ultimately what you become, right? And how you do something is how you do everything, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like 
certain principles that was instilled with me and I love hip hop so much is like what does it look like to use those transferable skill sets right to create a life that you want to live and be excited to do when you wake up in the morning you know what I'm saying you ain't never lied <laughs> it's funny you say that bro cause real you gotta know like you have to know I wouldn't even be doing this show <laughs> if I didn't see it. No, for real, bro. Okay. For real. Like, look, you always said stay light. Stay light, yes. You we all, still got to get that tattoo, we man. We still got to <laughs> get that tattoo. Like, that's I fully intend on doing that. Like, you know I'm serious. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always said stay light. You always woke up and you would just start grinding. And I, I'm right. It's, it's one thing for somebody to tell you, hey, um, I'm gonna go grind. Or, I'm thinking about grinding. Or, you should grind. Or, like, the grind looks good. It's another thing to see somebody just wake up and choose, like, grind. Like, that's just what they're gonna do. You gotta know me seeing you do that and, like, really watching you live that. That was a huge part of me saying, I just gotta grind. If there's anything I do know Is that I'm going to have to get up And go after it mm-hmm. There's no way You talk to me about The audacity mm-hmm. It takes to even Get up and put Some of this shit together mm-hmm. Did that come to you from being an athlete? I think I think I think we gotta understand ourselves, right, on our journey in life on its deepest level. Know thyself. Know thyself, right? This is and it and it lends to Sankofa, right? Sankofa is reach back to understand where you're going, right? This is a theory. Right? Ancient African. Right? But it's like so octave change, right? So like I understand and I don't want wanna be the dead horse, but it's like you gotta understand your energy. Right? So I have the intellect to finish school at the University of Washington was one of the premier universities on the West Coast, but I also have the energy to rob a bank, right? Like, so what does it look like for those two things to work for you, right? It's what I ask myself. Sounds like hip-hop. Like, you saying it out loud? (laughs) Like, real shit. Like, to be able to educate and to still be able to do that on the opposite end of the spectrum... It actually, like you saying it like that, it actually didn't sound that far apart at all. It was like, I listen to shit like that. <laughs> That's, but, but, but hip hop is something out of nothing. It is audacity. It's the energy you gotta have. It's the presence in the room, right? It's how the MC moves the crowd. Is it believable? Who are you? Right. You right. know yourself. Right. And you got to be able to see the vision that nobody else can see but you. That takes audacity. <laughs> when you get to talking that shit, it moves me, bro. It just, it, it does. Because it just, you know what? I feel like, especially too, when we talk about like just work, like being in the corporate setting in particular, mm-hmm. I think that... I know myself well enough to know like what's really in there. <laughs> like I, I know what's in there, but sometimes I show up to the office and I'm like, oh, they have no clue. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now right. mind you, the people who do have a clue are the worst fucking ones <laughs> because it's like when we watch that shit. If you're not aware 
of the beast inside of you, mm-hmm. it only gives other people the power to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. If you're not aware, absolutely. If you're not aware. Absolutely. So when you talk about that audacity like that, it makes me feel like, man, like the fact that I even had the nerve to apply. Mm-hmm. The fact that I had the nerve to apply myself, like knowing who I really am. You know what I'm saying? It, it just, it makes you want to push that much further. What kind of heartache are you trying to save the kids that you're mentoring right now? Like, what kind of heartache are you trying to save them as they kind of go on this journey and learn more about being in the industry, being in Seattle, being in our culture? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Man, I just want to go off something you said, being in a corporate space, right? Being in spaces that aren't designed for us. Yeah. A few years ago, right, there's laws against you having dreads. I recently seen the video of a boy I had to cut his dreads off to wrestle, right? Like, so, wrestle, right? Like, so it's like, I want to create a place where it's like, we change the, we change the, the characteristics or the temperature or the climate of what does, what does new business models and, cor- and corporate care look like? Right. Right. But corporate care is not, it's no longer can be right only white led mm. right because you're not going to facilitate a space or a place for you and they don't care about you being comfortable we've seen that i can yo bro i can <laughs> tell you right now like even just where i'm at right now you you know it's not built for you because there's really like those those little quality of life things that make you feel like I'm in the right place. They're all absent. <laughs> I mean that, bro. Like just moving recently, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't find my do rag. I ain't know where the hell my shit went. I typed in my phone like, "Where's the closest do rag?" Thirty minutes away. <laughs> It's that place that that place wasn't set up for your convenience, my brother. At all, bro. I'm like, bro. I'm lucky I can find lotion. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's those kind of things where, you know, you. We got we got cocoa. We got cocoa in the bathroom for you guys. Cause we know that skin gets dry. Yo, but and, and again, it's like it's one of those things where like we laugh about it, but everybody's skin gets dry. Yeah. But ours a show. Yes. You yes, know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. So it's like it's not only uncomfortable, it don't even look right. So I don't like sometimes I go to work and I'm like, I don't think you understand what I went through to come here and look what you consider to be presentable. Right. And by my own standard too, right? Like right. I got my own standard of like right. what presentable is. Right. But for me to even put this shit together, like for me to say like physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm going to put myself in this space 40 hours a week that really isn't conducive to to the person that I am. <laughs> Especially too when I think to myself like how we talking right now? How we engaging? We in the studio, we rapping. Luther be real, is this any different than how we really are? Nah, nah, it's a hundred percent authentic. So it's like to think to myself that this person can't be the person that's just in the office I'm like it throws me off sometimes because I'm like I know how much value this energy would bring mm-hmm. but I always gotta kind of like pull back and, and reconsider this and all this other stuff I'm constantly playing this shuffle 
And it's exhausting, bro. So when you talk about having audacity and I tell you it gives me energy, I mean, like, for real, bro. Because I think about how many things are already against me just in appearance. And it's like, damn, it takes a lot of audacity to even show up and be in this space. To me... That's the most hip-hop fucking thing you could possibly be. I mean that shit, bro. I fucking mean that. That's the spirit of hip-hop, absolutely. Being yourself. Being who you are, where you are, all the time. Right? So it's like, man, your original question was like, how do we create a space and place for youth? It's like carving out spaces and being brave enough to carve out spaces, but having enough... Street entrepreneurship to know when, I guess, to use these skill sets in corporate America. Mm, okay. Right. And, um, but ultimately, we want to get out and create our own spaces that we can be ourselves, right? And at the same time, make money, right? So, to, so we don't have to give 40 hours to some shit we don't really care about or it's not aligned with us. Right. Right. I think that is the, <clears throat> that's the black American. Uh, dichotomy or dilemma right it's like I love this thing but I gotta be this way so I can pay this so I can do that right it's like what does it look like for you to be you all the time and make a living right we don't we might be we've been working here for a long time right right longer than any other race right right so it's like I just want to see a space in time where it's like, that's not the way. It was like, we can make our own decisions, be our own leaders, and have our own corporations. What does that look like is what I'm curious. And that starts with us, right? It starts with us being brave enough to have our own conversations and have our own conversations with ourselves internally. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it goes back to being an athlete. How are we going to make this play? You know what I'm saying? If you got, if you think you got a million dollars worth of energy inside of you, then America is like, let me see. Right. So like, and I know that's the formula, right? So it's like, I have to have audacity, right? Like, shout out to Nip, right? It's like, what he say? A young nigga in the hood, he know he a genius, but he can't explain it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Are you running into that a lot right now? Like, are you running into a lot of young geniuses that can't really explain it? Where's the space for them to be themselves? Right. Where's the space? We've never, we haven't seen it. As being in the eight, born in the eighties and the nineties, it's like we haven't even seen the space where we can completely be ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Most of us is is still in a bind, right? It's like, what does it look like for them to have to have a space where they can be completely themselves? And it's like. We got to tap into ourselves, right? And, and ultimately understand us, like, on a deeper level, you're not fighting alone. You're on the shoulders of giants. Right. Unseen. Right. Right. You're not doing, I'm plugging into something else. Right. You think it's Luther? No, it's not Luther. It's like, I'm plugging into, like, you know, I'm going Madison Musa, Malcolm X, Luther, Harriet, like, Harriet Tubman. Think about this. She was free. Up north. She came back more than 20 times. And the more times she came back, the more wanted she was. 
audacity. That's what made it come back. Yeah, that was part of it. That 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 internal, that internal drive, that internal force is bigger than her. She had a mission, right? Like so, we gotta understand our mission. If the mission is media and shift the narratives, then we gotta find a way to keep stepping forward. Right? She did. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the strength we draw from. You know, because it gets exhausting. But imagine that trip. In the dark, no car, ain't no Uber. It's dogs. People got babies. This is a woman. So, <laughs> I got a question about what you just said. Yeah. We talk a lot about black excellence. Mm-hmm. We talk about white privilege. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really get a chance to just talk about black exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Like... How exhausting this whole experience can really be sometimes, right? Yes. Especially, too, just because I think that I'm going to speak for myself. Go ahead. I'm listening. I don't really know what's expected of me out there in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like, outside of the studio, like, I don't know what the fuck the next person is going to be looking for. But I feel like it kind of sucks sometimes. That I don't just always get to think that. That I don't always get to just show up how I want to be. Mm-hmm. Or like how I feel like I could be. Because I feel like left to my own devices, I'm a pretty peaceful guy. Yeah. And I'm laid back. By, I don't bother nobody. By nature, we are. That's that's just it. But I tell you what, the other day, mm-hmm. I stepped out of my apartment mm-hmm. and I had my do-rag on. Mm-hmm. I found it. Mm-hmm. I walked up like two paces to the left. Mm-hmm. The dude who was coming down the street right there saw me freaked out and walked the other way. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, damn, we still doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, just like for real. It was like, like we still doing it? Yeah, it's still, it's still happening. Nobody in America can get away from being conditioned by America. I mean, it just is what it is, man. That's the propaganda machine. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess that's what it is, right? Where I feel because the American dream doesn't really include black people. Like it's, it's just it's not for us. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we didn't come up with that dream. Right, no, yeah. <laughs> the picket fence with the White House, they didn't even want to give us loans. No. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to give us loans. They said like, oh we'll give you some land. They said, Oh, we'll take it back. Yeah, <laughs> you know so it's like, yeah, man, it's 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 exhausting. Black exhaustion is exhausting. So when I think about that piece of it, it's is the only way to really counteract that black exhaustion to come up with a new dream? <clears throat> I think we can't use the construct of Western society, right, to to define our happiness, mm. right? I think I think I think we got to get back to original. You know what we what we may have done originally, right? Like it's about your relationships that recharge you, right? Your relationships recharge you, but. If your relationships ain't rooted on truth, honesty, integrity, right, then they're probably going to be tumultuous, mm. right? And Facts. what and what do tumultuous relationships do? They drain you even more so. Yeah, of right. everything. Of everything, right? So it's like, um, 
creating getting back to getting back to our original teachings right we taught the world right yoga meditation all these things came from us right so it's like we've been so far removed from our original culture right in western society that right it's like it becomes hard to find our place you know what i'm saying so it's like understanding that is like that energy it's not can be anger right we know you like bruce lee you like martial arts you know it we don't fight angry no no it's focus. boom so let's focus on what are we trying to create you know what i'm saying and let that be the dream you see how you just said that though i think to myself with the mushrooms and other things right I don't know how many black people in America really even get the space to do just that. To just think. To just breathe. To right. stretch. Right. To really relax. To pressure cooker. Yeah. It goes all the way back to the beginning when you was talking about that. Mm-hmm. When you're creating music. Does it take you out of that pressure cooker or is the pressure turned up at no, that point? It's an outlet. Mm. Art's an outlet. In that space, I can be whoever I want. You ask me what makes you be so unapologetic or stand on your truth or whatever. It's like, I can be who I want, right? That is hip hop. You can be who you want. So it's an outlet for me. I don't feel any pressure at all. What does that do on the adverse when we talk about how we were talking about earlier there's artists that have to appease a label they have to meet a quota they have to put it out that way like does it take away the essence of that just being able to be who you are even if it's just for that moment in time i couldn't even answer that question because i don't belong to a label it's run your media group right so it's like i do what i want <laughs> What's your mission? What's your media group? Oh, uh, we shifting the narrative. We shifting the narrative, and we want to we want to take a market share of of what is hip hop, right, on a global level, right. Um, but first, we got to start in our own backyard, right. Mm-hmm. But the vision is Seattle's an international city. It's to kind of create our own sound, control our own sound, distribute our own sound, right, and uh, capitalize on our own sound. Mm. Uh, Nipsey said vertical integration, right? So Run Your Media Group wants to lend, give credence to the vertical in- integration aspect of what is the music industry, right? But within that, we want a positive identity formation because ultimately that's that was the original intent of hip hop, right? Was to be the vehicle to distribute our message for us by us somewhere along the line it got robbed and used for commercial purposes to empower corporate entities right so it's like what does it look like to take that back to take that control back and kind of give them that shit back right and and take ownership and control of hip-hop right that's what run your media group's mission is do you feel like with what you're creating right now are people gonna be able to recognize that as hip-hop anymore um when you say <laughs> that that that's a peculiar question because that means that, that the current 
concept of hip hop is locked in like a, a specific box, right? Not necessarily like that. So, if I hip hop, at least from where I'm sitting at right now, hip hop is still hip hop. It's there. Yes. Hip hop has been missing a lot of days at the gym. <laughs> Or maybe hip hop is going to the gym and it's just real top heavy right now. You or, know, them legs look weak. The or, foundation is kind of. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hip hop done got his back and don't give a fuck no more and it's sitting down maybe too. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. Okay, okay. You know, hip hop don't really look like hip hop to me okay. no more. Okay. Uh, like, I, I see it, it's there. Okay. Sure. Okay. But like, is it my hip hop? <laughs> like, is it the hip hop I used to kick it with? Like, is it the hip hop like that used to root me on? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that kind of hip hop anymore. Mm-hmm. The hip hop that you're trying to bring to the forefront, how much does that look like the hip hop that we've kind of gotten accustomed to over the past few years? Mm. Are you putting hip hop back on the treadmill? <laughs> You know, I'm an athlete, so I stay working out. So you know, what I'm saying? Our, our, I think I think our brainchilds or you know, what I'm saying our concepts are a reflection of us, right? So yes, in a sense, yeah. My brand of hip hop and what I want to see come forth is getting its ass on the treadmill and getting back in the peak shape, mm. right? Because as a tool to build community, hip hop's like the hammer. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's Hell like, yeah. We need it, right? Um, I, I, I'm not, again, people, get your money how you want to get your money, right? I'm not knocking nobody. I'm not throwing shade. We can only get facts. I want to give an alternative, right? It's not about changing the game. It's about giving an alternative, mm-hmm. right? Something else for the people, right? You know what I'm saying? A space where they can be themselves and, right, like we can form positive self-identity in America, right, which is tough. Right, one of our biggest tools cannot be self-identity uh, uh, disaster via hip hop. <laughs> mm. It just can't can't happen no more. I refuse to put out a, a product or any content. Right, that and if we want to get into statistics, household medium in household median income, black people are last in America, but we've been here the longest and put in the most work. So our tools got to start to work. They just have to, right? So it's like run your media groups tool from the northwest out the northwest, right? And we want to kind of redesign, reprogram, resocialize, whatever you want to call it, hip hop, the culture. When I think of America. I think of it Like I think of most things I think of it like property Because I'm in property management Yes When I go inside that house I see our art hanging on the wall Mm -hmm. I hear our music Mm -hmm. I see Japanese appliances (laughs) Samsung Everything else is from China Toshiba (laughs) But for whatever reason Like None of us are the landlords. Very few. So, in in general, like when I look at America, I look at it like that, right? Mm-hmm. What would it take to get us from just 
being a part of that art and contributing to it to actually getting our name on that lease. Like, can you put out enough art to earn your place on the lease? Uh, is it always going to be like that? Like, would they rather just kind of look at us on the wall or hanging up somewhere? Okay. This is this is an interesting question, right? So like we in the shrooms, right? We're in the shrooms, we're deep in the shrooms. <laughs> right, like so America as a house. Yeah. America as a house and right, like so like we like built the foundation, you know what I'm saying? We did the uh, put in the framing, you know what I'm saying? We did a lot of things in the house, right? But to be before to not be acknowledged, right, like isn't cool. Right, like in the house of America um, we paved the way for immigrants, all the immigrants to come over here, right? Like, we did the work to build the foundations, right? To have a nation for y'all to come to, right? So that, that should be respected, right? Like, and that should be, in, 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 in like, incorporated into, <clears throat> I think, hip-hop, right? The way we do hip-hop, right? The sense of pride, right? That we take in who we are and what we create. What's the original question again? As far as the house, the house, the house, the house of hip hop, right? Like, so what does it take to be ownership? To, to get ownership, I think impact. I think now we're at a space where impact, right, and influence is huge, right? Like, we're in the space of of we can make an LLC online, right? We can we can we can give information to millions of people at one time. Right, like so, building a house doesn't take as long. And when we're when we're talking about in the realms of hip hop, we're talking about let's say powerful houses. We're talking about Universal Music Group. Mm. We're talking about Sony. Mm. We're talking about uh, I don't know uh, Viacom, which is probably a subsidiary, 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 subsidiary of one of those companies. Right, like there's only like three or four major players. Right, so it looks like us now controlling our content, right? Moving forward, right? We can't do nothing about what happened in the past, right? Like, all that's over is like, what does it look like moving forward to have ownership? So we got to take lessons from everything that the artists and everybody went before us, right? In order to grow, right? From that to create our own house. Right, we got all the we got all the specialty workers we need. We need all that, but it's like we have to have I think we have to have the confidence. Oh, this is a good one. We're so used to doing the work and letting somebody else handle the back end. Right? It's like and that's and that that's I think that might be epigenetic trauma. Right? Mm. Not trusting ourselves. Right? To be in full control. Right, when we come from original space of right having dominion, right, it's like even being comfortable in dominion, right, is is kind of new to us, right? It's like so. I, I I think we didn't put enough pressure on it, or we didn't know how to be put enough pressure on it, right, for us to walk in spaces like we own the shit because we didn't own shit, right? Like right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't know how to be. How to move with that type of energy, right? Like, it's not... We don't expect it of ourselves, right? But we come from royalty, right? So it's like... 
That's what I'm saying. Hip hop is like it has the power to create a lot of change and have a lot of impact. It's like what are we telling ourselves? What are your mantras? Like one of my first one of my first tracks I made was like let freedom ring. Right? Like what you doing with your time? You know what I'm saying? Your freedom's here that you have. Right? Like so it's like what does it look like to even own our time? So we got to start small. First, we got to own our time. Then we got to own our vibe, right? Then we once we own our vibe, we're confident. Now we can go in the room and spaces in the world and, and creating an impact space, right? So it looks like signing all the artists to great deals that are dope, that have the same energy, that want to have positive identity formation. It looks like ASCAP and BMI being locked in. It looks like Sinks being locked in. It looks like uh, promotions being locked in. It looks like uh, tours being locked in, right? With positive, all this with positive identity formation, right? And it looks like us doing numbers and supporting that we need to wake the fuck up, right? So it's like Master P selling out the trunk mixed with Rockefeller Records with the wisdom of uh, Rem DMC and his brother with the confidence of a Jewish white boy, Leo Cohen, walking in the room, signing artists, you know what I'm saying? With the grit of Griselda, right? With the West Coast appeal of TDE, all wrapped in one out the Northwest, right? As we learn from hip hop and we take little pieces, right, of the culture. So the answer to Getting hip hop to make that shift is to fight hip hop with hip hop. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that shit. It just redirect it. That's it. I feel like hip hop is such a part of who I am in the sense that I couldn't separate the two. Not really. It was only voice. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was the most authentic voice coming through. Mm-hmm. When I hear somebody like uh when I hear somebody like Maxo Cream for example, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll say some shit like he'll talk about his uncle man. Okay. And like I hear that and it's like I got an uncle man. Okay. So I feel that. Like okay. I'm connected, like yes. automatically. Yeah. He's from the South, but like Texas, right? Yeah, Texas. he's from Texas, yeah. right? He's from the South. But it's like he's even closer to like my part of the South. You okay. know? Where okay. I feel I feel seen, I feel heard. Mm-hmm. Even just watching the boondocks the other night, I remember telling my girl, it's like shit, this is probably like the most seen I remember feeling on television growing up. Mm, like, representation matters. It's huge. It literally was everything. Cause it's it's people they laughing about the kind of shit we really laugh about. Are they saying shit the way we at least really understand it? You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about bringing that kind of representation to hip hop, what do you think it is that they're gonna be able to kind of share from what they get from you? What are they putting out there in the community and how are they gonna help show us? I mean, I think representation matters, media matters, propaganda matters. Um, I think we just need, it sounds cliche, but you know, positive influences, right? Um, Within hip hop, right? Everybody got, at the end of the day, everybody got a choice to listen to or input whatever they want to input into their body, right? Like, but just being a 
alternative, right? But that alternative knows what it's trying to do, knows its intent, right? Run your media knows, run your media group knows its intent and like what we're here for and what we're trying to do. So just not getting lost and giving people an option. You know what I'm saying? It looks like it's not a force. I'm not a person, me personally, my DNA type is not to force anybody to do anything. Right. right like so I want people to want to I want you to want to right but if you don't see it if you don't see it as a benefit or a win then it's not my loss right like so it looks like being who I am and, and, and just giving that energy and allowing the artists that come out and run your media group to be who they are right because I wouldn't invest in them if I didn't think they were dope right if they weren't geared towards what I was geared towards and at the end of the day it's about just Finding like minds, right? And everybody ain't, and that is hip hop. Everybody, everybody ain't gonna like what you got to say, but be you, be authentic, right? Like, and let the people decide, right? I think, I think that's, I think that's the way I, I see it happening. The older I get, the more I realize how little interaction I have with the generations behind me. Yes. And I, I think a lot of people probably get to that point, but. We don't really live in communities the way we used to live in communities. No, we don't. We you don't. know, just a disconnect. It is like yeah. I'm. I'm 32 years old. I love kids. Right. I can't just go hang out with kids though. Right. You know, I would love to just know the kids in my neighborhood so they know like, yo, if I see Mr. Derek, I'm in a safe place because I want. I want to still be able to bring that right. Right. Something that I think I see of myself. In the youth If I get to see them at all Is Kind of like a sense of, of confusion mm. In the sense that I I really feel like Our generation got asked to do A lot Not to say that we got asked to do More or less than the generations before us mm -hmm. But I think we got asked to do a lot And to be okay with it Okay You feel me? Tell me how Towers got hit. Mm -hmm. Hey, remember this forever. Okay. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's fine. Okay. Uh, Casey Anthony, don't kill your baby. Uh, but it's fine. <laughs> Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have shot him, but it was an accident. It's fine. <laughs> Damn, that's, yeah. Go ahead, continue. We need a few more to, to kind of hit home. Go ahead. Um, picking up what you putting down. COVID. Mm-hmm. Look, shit's bad. A million people are dead just in this country. Uh, I know a lot of you lost your jobs. Some of you lost your homes. Some of y'all lost your spouse. Some of you lost family members. Some of you just lost your fucking mind. But it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like there's anything our generation will be able to offer, specifically through music, to be able to help prepare them for some of this shit? 
And do you think it'll actually work? Because I'm thinking about like what hip-hop taught me. It's like, again, I can't separate myself from hip-hop. Like, so when I think about like the longevity of hip-hop and I think about where I'm at... My role model is probably Hope. It doesn't really matter who else I thought influenced me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I actually really, truly live my life according to, like, what Hove has going on. Mm-hmm. I'm a kid, and, like, Hove is, like, he's he's doing, he's selling drugs. He's doing his thing. And I'm like, all right, let me go do my thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, no, I did this so you don't have to. He's like, all right, cool. Thank you for that, yeah, Hove. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. And Hove is like... Yo, you know, but I'm still out here with these baddies And it's like, I want baddies And he's like, alright, but now I'm married You gotta chill And it's like, alright, well, okay, ho I'll, I'll listen I'll keep it in my pants, ho uh, I'm in the streets so It's like, alright, let me go in the streets But now I'm corporate, alright yeah. This summer We just call the boys with the corner office You know what I'm saying? It's like Hove literally went out of his way to say Look, Bleak, I need you to free up some space on your album I got this track I'm putting out Because they need it right now <laughs> like, right, right, right. Thanks Hove, I appreciate that Now Hove is like I don't really know where Hove is right now It's like he wants me to buy art He wants me to invest in the community I don't know how much he's doing with this shit like he literally went back to the hood and offered them classes on cryptocurrency <laughs> and that's where I kind of started scratching my head and I'm like oh you're from Marcy right cause I don't know so it's like I think about that piece of it and I'm like when you know to some extent that no matter who they say they look up to, this is the shit that they're really going to be looking up to. One, do you feel kind of like a responsibility to make sure that you're taking them on the right path? But two, and probably the more important part of this, do you feel like with that responsibility, with that pressure, with the weight of it, with the pressure cooker, with everything. Can you really lead them somewhere that's going to help them deal with the shit that we have going on right now? Because I'm going to tell you, there wasn't a single bar that got me ready for COVID. <laughs> Not one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, I think we are what we create, right? Like, so, like, there's certain principles that can be embedded in and self reliance. Right. Right. Like, discipline. Right. Like, if I did, if I'm rapping about how I got up for. 10 years straight to do something right it's like it doesn't matter if it's COVID or not it's like I know like you speak, I gotta wake up and do what I gotta do that's what XYZ did right like so there's certain I think right like values and you know principles can be embedded in music that right like can carry you through life you know what I'm saying so 10 crack commandments you know what I'm saying for the for the fellas that was you know what I'm saying dealing in that right like he gave you some rules to kind of kind of maybe get by if you took them for real you know what I'm saying but it's like what does it look like for a person to you know give life game like that you know what I'm saying so it's like the power of hip hop I think I think so I think it has the ability to we just gotta be 
intentional about it. Do you do you ever get worried about how social media kind of plays into that? In the sense that we are more connected than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. We've got more information than we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this could all just be something in my head. I don't really know where the stats are right now. But to some extent, I feel more disconnected than I've ever felt. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. When we were younger, and you had some new music that nobody else had, didn't that shit feel good? Yeah. Didn't that shit feel like trading cards or something? Yeah. Like you just had like this. You had some shit. And you had to go check it out as soon as you got it, man. Don't call me, don't do nothing, man. I got my headphones on. You know, like I just so I guess for me, like that was such a huge part of what I loved about hip hop was feeling like I had like this niche thing. It was just for you. It was just for me, and right. I could communicate that with people that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, to some extent, if you didn't look like me and you were into this shit, it mm. almost made me feel like I could be safer around you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like real shit. It felt like like if beats like this came on, if you was outside of the culture, but I heard you listening to this, yeah. that was like a signal like. It might not be okay all the way over there, but yeah. like it might be all right over there. Right. At the point that everything is so intermixed and mingled, and you know, like we kind of lose those codes to some extent, right? How does that ultimately change the the kind of messaging that the next generation would even need to put out? Like, I guess how would they go about making hip hop feel special? Hmm. I think in um. And the generation of instant media and instant gratification, right? Like, it's not, I think, just be themselves, right? At the end of the day, it comes back to, I mean, human journey to know thyself, mm. right? Like, and if a person can truly be a person themselves as an artist, right? And people can resonate with that, then uh, I think they'll gravitate towards whatever message. I think they'll gravitate towards the message, right? So it's like, we don't got to overthink it. It's art. You know what I'm saying? Come from the soul, right? Like, so. Is I, maybe that's the real question I have then. Yeah. Forget the art for a second. Forget the hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right now, is it harder to be yourself yes. than ever before? It is. It's so many voices, mm-hmm. right? We didn't grow up with cell phones, it was just our group. It's a fact It was like eight voices Six voices Five voices Depending on how big Your friend group was That's a fact Yeah you had like Whoever was in the neighborhood <laughs> Right yeah. and, and that was your crew Right now These kids They're going on the phone And they're I don't want to say this But like It's like Suicidal Suicide Off the shift For social media They care that much They're invested that much Is that impactful Right like We didn't We didn't have that Growing up We didn't have that layer Of Of um interface right because at the end of the day they're interfacing with technology not a human right so those those that stuff that you grew up with in the community falling off the bike scraping your knee getting back up 
right? Playing hide and go get it, right? You know what I'm saying? All these things. Yeah, man. <laughs> all these things, right? But they might be in the house playing video games and not know how to talk to a girl, right? So it's like they're dealing with different interfaces than we had to grow up with, right? Like, so the cell phone wasn't, it wasn't popping like that, right? Like the bike was popping. Like, how far could we go, right? Where's the parks at? Where's the girls at, right? Like, so it's like, now they got drag people coming into elementary schools. It's a lot of voices. I think that's such a huge part of why I admire what you do with the youth. Right. Because, again, our generation is really unique. Mm -hmm. We are the last of people who remember what it was like to be outside. The last of the adventurers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, true shit, though. Like, we're, like, the last group of people who... Literally couldn't pull out their phone and win any argument. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Like not just adventurers. I mean researchers. Like we're like, like <laughs> go to the library. Yeah. Like literally, like that's just like that's not really a thing anymore. And mind you, I don't hate on the new generation nah, for not having it. to deal with that. They got it. Yeah. But to some extent, I feel like our bridge is a little different. Where when I'm talking to older people. There's a responsibility that comes with that because I'm I'm doing a lot of translating. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a lot <laughs> of translating, you know. But even talking to like younger people in general, right? Like they deal with the same shit we dealt with. We all do, right? Like mm -hmm. it it goes in cycles, but mm -hmm. it it yeah, yeah. it's a little different though. Like I really don't know what somebody's experience with life let alone hip-hop is if they grew up with social media mm -hmm. i got social media when i was 17 mm -hmm. and i got it the same way i got most things in my life as a result of the the chick i was interested in <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, like okay. like straight up it was one of those things like if it wasn't for that i don't know if i would have ever gotten into social media you know i can't imagine how different my lens would be if i grew up with this shit all around yeah do you think that at the point that we're able to change the language that they're even showing up to social media with could that potentially have like a broader impact on how this whole thing spreads? That positivity, like that 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 affirmation that they see. Yeah, I think I think yeah. There's a, there's a dark side to social media, but at the same time, it's like we, how do we stay light with this, right? Like if we got mass appeal, we got mass appeal, right? We just gotta use it to our benefit, right? Like if peer influence is one of the biggest things that is going on here. It's going on on social online, right? We see TikToks, everybody's doing a dance, right? We see uh, uh, challenges, everybody can do a challenge, right? Like, so how now, right, do we weaponize that for our advantage, right? Like, is what the new generation can yield, right? But they have to be directed, right, with people from, with people, from people with the information that have their best interest, right, at heart. Because like, I've been you Right You know what I'm saying I've been you Right And you're gonna have to be grown one day Right Like so What does that look like Tailoring Right The hip hop culture To um, Retooling 
right our youth right like via media right so it's it's a double-edged sword right but if if we're smart as i know we are then right now that we kind of got our heads wrapped around it right like our generation right still learn right from the from the from the generation that grew up with social media but now it's like with our powers combined type shit right our lived experience right right the the elders pour into us we pour into them right they show us how to use the tool right we give them the social capital because we've been living a little bit longer and to empower them right like to do their thing via this new tool that you guys grew up with right what tool did your elders give you that you are now most eager to give the next generation? My dad, my dad showed me work ethic, right? My dad's from Louisiana. Uh, I think he went to the 10th grade. He had to start driving trucks to help support his family, right? So I always see my dad get up every morning, right? Which lends to like, how do you do it? You know, you asked me earlier, kind of in an interview, it's like, how do you do it every day? Well, my dad, one of the things my dad, my elder, elder taught me was work ethic, right? As far as understanding social paradigms and the social construct, I had to learn all that on my own, right? Like, so there was no, we had elders, right? But I wasn't related to them. So it's like, you had to seek them. Right, you had to seek Malcolm. Right, you had to seek are uh, 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 the professors that like African American studies, right, and cultural philosophers, right. Like you had to seek them, right, to get nuggets, right. Like so, it's not a thing. It was buried, right. So it's like I found elders that I resonated with, right, and I kept. Shout out to my aunties, right. Uh, just you know family and communicating you know uh my mom she taught me education right she made me write and stuff right so it's like it was a uh it was a collage right there's no elder where i was like man he got the way i want to be like shout out to gorgeous jay <laughs> shout out to gorgeous motherfucking jay man uh he lights me up a lot just via right technology youtube instagram right these new tools right like that we're gaining a grip on we're getting a grip on right as as a not was it gen y gen z gen z the one before us that's before us yeah nah that's gotta be is it i don't i'm not sure but because we 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 why, right? No, we're millennials. <laughs> we're millennials. There you go. Yeah, we're millennials. What the fuck is before the millennials? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Z or Y or something like that, man. It's gotta uh, be. It's gotta be. But yeah, it's 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 the intergenerational information exchange and being able to... Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's year 3000, right? The people with lived experience older than you are going to have some insight they can give you. Right, and because we got young people leading young people, it's like we might make crash dummies. But nah, if y'all get back to the original culture, we respected our elders what they had to say. Right, so it's like now it might not be if you can't show me the bag, I might not listen to you, even if you got the lived experience. Right, which is American construct. Right, which would say uh, money over everything, which is not the case. It's not our original culture. Right, like, so it's like that intergenerational 
it, rele- it alleviates a lot of the pressure too because it's not all on me it's like we got a collective collective consciousness of 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 lived experience right that you know if we communicate well enough we can kind of avoid the youth can avoid the same shit that we went through right and we can learn from them right so it's about collaboration collaboration information right and and valuing one another I think to impact you know the change that we want to see Who was it that inspired you to start putting pen to paper? Like, how did you get into the spoken word side of this? I'm be honest, man. Shout out to my guy Jamar, man. Uh, Smiley, um, getting paid to tell your total truth, right? When I see him do spoken word for the first time, you know, we went to high school together, right? So, uh. Same league, we play ball together, right? But to to see him own and command his space unapologetically as a black man and get paid to do it, I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, what? In Seattle? Yeah. I think it's 4% black, right? Like, so it's like, yo, that was dope. And, and I was moved, right? But I also know, like, hip-hop and, like, spoken word spoken word MC like all that's interchangeable like at the end of the day in the beginning was a word and the word was God right at his deepest level right like so hip hop is a different iteration of right the word being shared right over beat over 808 it used to be a drum right now it's a drum machine we were orators now we're MCs right we were griots now they're rappers telling stories. So it's, it's a different iteration of culture, right? Um, yeah. It's, uh, I forget the original question. Was it, was it, was it, was it? Who just inspired you oh, to put that, that pack? So, yeah. yeah, it's oh, spoken word. So, yeah, Jamar, with the spoken word, I had been writing raps before that, long before that, but like to actually see him going into because with spoken word, there is no beat. There is no backup track It's not a hundred niggas on stage Not a producer No auto-tune None of that Just you and the word And for me As an MC I think you need to master that You need to master word And that'll help you master Becoming a master of ceremony So it's all these incremental steps Right, um, that I decided to take to be intentional about the content and, and, and the delivery in which I do it. Right, like. So you were you were writing before you got into doing more of the spoken word. Yeah. Who were you when you turned the beat off? Who was I when I turned the beat off? Yeah. <laughs> ah man, my spoken word. Is the pressure cooker, right? Like everything that we experience, right, as black men in America is I'm able to I'm able to crystallize in spoken word. Right? Um so that for me it's a release. Right? I can say whatever I wanna say and I don't care how you feel, right, as a spoken word artist, because I'm ultimately I'm speaking my truth, right? And I think that's the 
ultimately the, it's therapeutic cathartic whatever you want to call it right like so and shout out to it depends on how far you want to go back shout out to to Thoth shout out to Mercury shout out to the communication gods right and shout out to you know whoever you want to shout out right but like you know communication rules the nation right like and we scientifically writing sharpens your brain right like we got a generation of typers and, and thumbs <laughs> <laughs> typers and thumbs baby yeah but I'm able to crystallize the thought through spoken word and putting like the sin putting the, the pen to pass right and and, and, and and getting out the essence of this thing right everything I've taken in right so they say the eyes the the subconscious the eyes your 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 whole life flashes i don't know if true i never died before but your whole life plays before your eyes like a movie before you die right like so what does it look like to make a dope movie and speak your truth right and like if we really are that perceptive which i i think we are subconsciously and consciously right it's like tapping back into that um it just gives it if you believe that right it gives it a different potency do you notice that do you notice that potency like as you've been traveling more and kind of like performing in other spaces well the thing about the thing about being an artist is that I'm just a conduit so when I'm feeling somebody else usually is feeling Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. They just might not know how to say it or what to say it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like God's put it on my heart, right? And gave me the heart to say it, right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, people feel it, right? If all I can do is put it out and when I travel and share it, if that's what if that's what came to mind and came to pen, then you know, it's gonna resonate with somebody if it's only one person. Right? You know, if it's only one person, one person can impact the community, one community can impact the city, one city can impact the nation. It goes on and on. But you gotta believe in the power of word and the power of pen. Right? The United States was made with a pen. It was made with, it was made with our work and crafted with a pen. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm gonna pause this beat. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you for some word. We need this. Ask you for a spoken word, please. Um. Okay. 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 Here, what are we gonna do? We are gonna do. Let me. Let me. Let me. It's gonna come to me. So I believe our brains are like. File cabinet. You guys watch Bruce Almighty. He had to go in the file file cabinet. Give me a second. I could turn the beat back on no, too. Good, I'm just good, like you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, uh, for, say another self. Uh, um, it's coming. It's coming. Give me a second here. Got some pieces. Take your time. Yeah. I'm thinking like I know folks ain't ready, but like I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's gonna come. Uh, here. What is that piece? I'm trying to think of a specific piece. It's about a minute and a half. 
Um, I stopped passing blame and shift the aim of my focus. No longer disdained by the will of my foes. I switched lanes and got in tune with my hove. In harmony with ancient tribune, I suppose. Many are called, but few are chose to dwell in the presence of throne and know when we home. Decree thy will be imposed, my lords. Begin to seek to flourish. Hungrier my soul be stirring. Cause some young bruhs misloved and misjudged and misled by headshots. Now I just pray that we now I just pray that we flourish. Accustomed to stay determined. A departure from death for certain. For certain. For certain. <laughs> come the fuck on, bro. Like God. It had to come. We just had to. We just had to let me oh turn the beat back off. Let me run through it one more time. Now that you know, this is like when you're in the booth and you do your first run. Let me give you some more energy. I stopped passing blame and shift the aim of my focus. No longer disdained by the will of my foes. No longer disdained by the will of my foes. I switched lanes and got in tune with my hove. From here on and henceforth, I commune with my goals. In harmony with ancient tribune, I suppose. Many are called, but few are chose. To dwell in the presence of throne and know when we home. Decree thy will be imposed. My lords, begin to seek to flourish. Hungrier, my soul be stirring. Cause some young bruhs misloved and misjudged, then misled by headshots. Now I just pray that we flourish. Accustomed to stay determined. A departure from death for certain, for certain, for certain. Come the fuck on, bro. More energy, right? So bruh. it's like. <laughs> that, nah, bro. This I gotta go. Bro, we. <laughs> I got a whole day ahead of me. You turn know what I'm saying? Turn the beat back up, man. We don't want to get too heavy for him. Nah, hell nah, bro. But you know what, though? That's what people need right now. I'm, I, you think I'm bullshitting, bro. You think I'm bullshitting. There's something about... There's something about the way you deliver that shit. It's just too real. I mean that. And I feel like... You see so much manicure shit. Mm. I mean that, like real shit. Like you see, when you go out, everything's dressed up as nice as it could be. For better or worse, mm -hmm. let me be clear. Sometimes the ugly shit we see is dressed up. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can give that, yeah. You see it when you go outside your house, you see it when you open up your phone, you see it when you're just having interactions with people in passing. So I think when you get something that is that real, it's, it hits you different. It hits you different. It inspires you to do different shit. It makes you treat your day different. It makes you, it makes you show up different. So when I tell you like, thank you for that, I really mean that Cause because now Now that you've said that I'm prepared to have A different kind of day mm. I yep. mean that I mean that shit bro Like that's That is the kind of energy We need here Energy transference Is a real thing It's Shit bro You know what bro You know how many times We sat at that table And we talked And we were just like There's 
there, like there has to be like some kind of communication. There has to be a space where people can come and say that shit. That never left my mind. That's really what I'm trying to do here is like just create a space where people could just show up and just kind of exist for a second. Mm-hmm. Not have to be nothing in particular, but just show up and just be. Do you feel like you're creating that kind of space when you go about putting your art out there like that? Absolutely. Uh, if I'm going to just be, I want people that are listening to my music to just be too as well. Right? right. And just being... Being who you are, you know what I'm saying? Being who you're made to be, right? Being comfortable in our own skin, right? Being comfortable to speak our truths, right? Being like we belong, feeling feeling like we belong in space, right? Is what hip-hop gave us, right? It was originally, the original intent was speakers in the park, right? Like, so, yes. Right, we want a whole space for us to be us. That's why uh, it needs to be led by us, right? Because when it's led by us and controlled by us, we have our best interest. This beat goes so hard, bro. This beat goes so hard. Nah, bro, it's, it's, you know me, and it's very rare that somebody gives me an answer that's so complete and thought out that I don't know what the fuck to say, bro. So, like, hats off to you when I tell you I'm in this shit, bro. I'm so motherfucking happy right now. You don't even understand, <laughs> bro. You don't even understand. What's next for you? Oh, man. <clears throat> we got some, um... Some community projects lined up. We got a show February 24th coming up. Black is not a monolith. Uh, we're highlighting the intersectionality between the diaspora, right? The Caribbean, Africans that are from Africa, and Black Americans, right? With African lineage. Um, you know, doing what we do: arts, music, creativity, right? And uh, how we can build, how we can build the culture. Not just in Seattle. Well, if you're from Seattle, you know you got a very uh, dynamic is not the word. Mix is not the word I'm looking for. Pretty much, it's a port city, right? So it's a cultural melting pot. East Africans, uh, Congo, West Africans, right? We got brown people. We got uh, Mexicans, El Salvador, Filipinos, right? Asians, right? Uh, Cambodians, uh, Chinese, Taiwanese. Right, like, so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's everything. It's a lot going on in Seattle, right? So it's like coming back to our cultural content and what it means to be black creators, right, and could facilitate and all those things. Um, So obviously that's that's still going to be the mission moving forward is like how we cross collab, right, within, within culture. So we got that coming up February 2024. Excuse me, February 24th, 2024. I'm looking forward to that. We got the album dropping sometime this year. The Quickening. The right? Quickening. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with that. Right? <laughs> right, the album's coming. That shit hard, I like that. <laughs> the album's coming. It's gonna be called The Quickening. We're gonna have, it's gonna be So Seattle. Right, we're gonna have live music. Excuse me, let me backtrack. Right, content wise, 
lyrical wise, lyrically wise, right? Intent wise, right? Uh, it's informative to, to me it's informative And it's engaging And all the beats Are hard as fuck Right And they're all different I got a uh, Motherfucking uh, 31 flavors 31 right? we got flavors. We got 31 flavors Different cadences Different beats Right Different artists from the town That I think are pretty prolific um, Yeah we got full bands Saxophones Live drums, live bass, dope riffs, guitar riffs. We got some hip rock on there. You guys don't even know what that is because it ain't came out yet. Um, I said we got some hip rock. Hip rock, right? We got some cultural homage songs on there, right? So it's going to be, um, and, you know, we're going to have some boom bap. Right? We're going to have some boom bap rap on there too. That's what I'm showing you know up for. <laughs> you know that's my fucking bag. That's what I'm showing up You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have... We're going to have a lot of different textures, right, on the quickening, right? It's like, pick your sound, right? But the messenger message is not going to deviate, right? <laughs> Luther, when I tell you this is the conversation I've been needing, thank you for coming to the sesh. I couldn't have did this shit without you, bruh. Oh, man, I appreciate you for having me, man, and, and making your dreams manifest. Bruh, can you tell the people where they can find you? Oh, man, you guys can find me on uh, Facebook, social media, uh, Instagram, Sweet Lou. Or you can just type in Luther. It's easier that way. I'll come up on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook under Luther Leonard. Um, you follow the page, you see me in real life action in real time creating creating this thing that I've been talking with you guys about for the last two hours or so, right? Just the cultural context that I'm trying to create in Seattle, man. I think it would behoove you, right? To kind of be in front of the wave and be a part of the wave, right? So here we go. In front of the wave. It's going to be the LS place to be. <laughs> Luther, thank you again for stopping by. I appreciate you, bro. And thank y'all for tuning into this sesh. Again, like, I'm telling you now, you come here, it might make you cry, it might make you laugh, but if you make it to the sesh, I promise we'll keep it funky, all right? Until next time, good people. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.